welcome to Our Parents Did What? A tour of the parenting perils of yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hey, Diane, how you doing? Hi, Jen. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm really good. Are you ready for the brave new world that we're about to enter into? I am so ready. I've been so excited for this for this night, this episode, like all month. So I can't wait to to dive right in. Should we announce who who is with us tonight? Yes, you go for it. Go for it. All right. So I am so thrilled to say that we have a little kind of crossover episode going on today, and we have Whitney from the How She Moms podcast on to uh, do a special episode with us tonight. And she has a topic that she's researched, and I can't wait to hear about it. So hi, Whitney. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Yay. We are so, so excited to have you and we love your podcast too. Do you want to give a little plug and let us know what your podcast is all about? Sure. My podcast is called How She Moms and I delve into a different topic every week, kind of like you, but I um, interview a lot of different moms and find out how they approach the specific topic. So I just did one about food, about uh, how you get your kids to eat and <laughs> Let's see, I've done everything from how you approach motherhood in general to how you run your household and things like that. And it's always fascinating to see how many options we all have and we can kind of just pick and choose what works for our own family. That's such a great way of thinking about it because so often you read something or hear something from someone and it's like, it's this way or you fail. So I love this idea of like, here's the cornucopia of choices pick your things that work for you and make a life that works. It's just well, great. Yeah. We all yeah. have different personalities and we all have very different children yes. and you have to approach it differently for each kid. So as many options as you can have, the better. Then you can experiment with which one works. Yeah, I absolutely. totally agree. And I, I just listened to your episode on the other day on, on the run that I took your episode about traveling with children, because mm-hmm. I was just, I'm just so starved for like travel because we can't go anywhere yes. right now. So I was like, even though I can't travel anywhere, I'm going to listen to this episode. Live <laughs> vicariously like, through other moms, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it was so cool and informative. So everybody definitely check out her podcast. It's awesome. Well, thank you. I'll go first just to like get out of the way because (laughs) mine is, oh, I don't even, I didn't really have one until about an hour ago and then it happened and I went, well, this is it. (laughs) So I have a nearly four-year-old son who for all my best attempts, just every so often decides, I don't care. I'm just going to poop in my pants today. Like today is a day in which pooping in my pants is acceptable for me. And you know, fine. We try really hard to work around it, but some days are just bad. And today was one of those days. So we had two of these incidents today. And the the first one was apparently bad, but I didn't see it. My husband dealt with it. Thank goodness. The second one, I walk into the bathroom, like open the door because he'd been calling me. And usually when he's calling me from the bathroom, it can only mean one thing. And I open the door and not only has he pooped outside of his, because he's in the bathroom, like he made it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Yeah. Like he, he gets like so close to the toilet oh. and it's then just like, I waited too long. I have oh. to start before I can get onto the toilet. So fine. So he like gets a little bit outside of the toilet, but he decided that the consistency of this poop was perfect. 
for finger painting. Oh, no, 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 no. So my bathroom was just like an art project of poop. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, so was my mom moment this week. Yeah. Oh, I had two poop smears. It's like you are or you're not. Yeah. It's awful. So, Diane, get ready. You might have a poop smear or more. Who knows? Oh, God. I hope not. Oh, my God. I Honestly, like, changing diapers is not too bad because you can just, like, real quick, you know, get it out of the way. I can't imagine having it all over my bathroom. I would die. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I'm sorry. It's pretty bad. And so he was just giggling the whole time. Like, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. He was like, <laughs> he just wants to watch the world burn. Like, <laughs> Like, fine. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's so funny. Whitney, do you want to go next? Sure, I'll go next. I have a sweet and salty because that's how quarantine has been for us. Perfect. A little bit of both. So the sweet was um, we actually were able to start swim lessons in a friend's pool, which is amazing. And um, my little four-year-old is just on the verge of being able to swim. He's taken lessons for a couple of years. And I just, he got out and I said, you were so brave. You know, I was just so proud of him. And he's like, yeah, mom, but I was crying in my head the whole time. It was, <laughs> it was so sweet. But he was brave. And I just, I just love seeing them take that brave step. So that was the sweet. And then the salty was we had, a, it was actually the day that I put out my episode on getting kids to eat. And I called all my kids to the table. None of them would come. They finally came and sat down at the table and they had a major fight. One was wearing the other one's socks and, you know, that wasn't mm-hmm. going to, that wasn't going to stand. No. And so they start fighting. One of them hurts the other. And I say, go to your room or go outside. And he, of course, just stands there and keeps escalating the fight. And so I got right in his face and I, I started stamping my feet and clapping my hands, go to your room or go outside, go to your room or go outside. And I followed him through the house until he went upstairs. And then I, and then I grabbed my food, brought it in because I had totally, lo- I mean, I was, I was screaming. Yeah. I don't usually lose it like that. You don't and seem like, I, like, I can't imagine you screaming. Well, I, I, I rarely do. And uh, so I, my kids were like shocked. And I said, and mom needs a timeout. And I grabbed my food. I brought it in the car and I drove to the park and I like rage hiked this, uh, this mountain that we have. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Rage hiking might be like my new favorite term. Yes. Yeah. It works. I tell you what. Oh man. That's I mean, I'm sorry for you, but that's an amazing story. Yeah, not a proud moment, but at least I <laughs> at least I got myself out of the situation before I did something I regretted. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I feel like every single mom can relate to that right now, being in quarantine for yeah. however many months for it's been for us at this mm-hmm. point. We have all absolutely had those moments where it's just you absolutely freak out. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so Diane, how about you? Mine is short and sweet. Jen already knows my mom moment because I had to text her. I was uh, so excited or maybe Chuck texted you. I don't remember. My daughter finally at almost 13 months old. So over a year old, she slept through the night last night. She did not wake up once until 5am. And when, when she 
started crying and I looked at my phone and it was 5 a.m. I thought that I was like so tired because I'm always so tired because she never sleeps that I was like, I'm seeing things. It's definitely like midnight and she's up. Nope. It was 5 a.m. And then she went back to sleep until 7.30. Oh my word. That's amazing. No wonder you look so bright eyed. Right. I'm like, I'm a human again today. It was (laughs) absolutely, she's been doing better. Like, and you know, two steps forward and one step back all the time Mm -hmm. with sleep, but like she had definitely been doing better. She was only waking up like once a night, most of the time, but she always had that one wake up between like 12 and two. Mm -hmm. Now that we've shared our delightful mom moments, Whitney, would you like to take us down the road of today's topic? Yeah, I would love to. So today's topic is the history of naming children in the U.S. Yeah, so I've been researching it. And of course, we know that the the history of the U.S. started before Europeans came. And so I thought I'd start a little bit with Native American names. There's so many different tribes that, you, I mean, you can't be too specific, but generally it seems like they're very literal names and uh, I actually grew up in a town with an Indian reservation and I always loved their beautiful names there were several several kids in my classes that had native names and mm-hmm. names like Tawani, Wasuya, Hidoni, Awani just beautiful lyrical names and I couldn't actually find out the meaning of any of my friends names but I found some great ones some of the names are very literal so I found one called Alikis, which means haircut. One Haiwi, which is dove. I know. <laughs> Chumana means snake maiden. Kaliska <laughs> is coyote chasing deer. And Kamama is butterfly. So a lot of nature names. A lot of, oh, and Lala Wethika is he makes noise. So descriptive of their personalities or of nature. How yeah. cool is that? Great. I love I love that last one. That's excellent. I feel yeah. like that's what I would name my child currently. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you wonder if they become aspirational, if they prove them the names prove themselves right or not. You know, there's kind of a current trend, especially with celebrity babies, to use nouns or nature names. So yeah. you know, this this tradition has not died off in our in our American culture at large. So <laughs> <laughs> very true. So then you get into some of the early colonial names and Mm -hmm. there was largely a mostly British influence there. And they actually used a lot of nouns as names too, but these were mostly like virtue names. And this is where it starts getting a little crazy. I actually worked at a genealogy company during college. And so we would scan the books and I would always read the names as I was scanning them. And one that just stopped me in my tracks was silence. To name a daughter Silence. Oh no! Can you imagine? No. Wow. <laughs> it's terrible. So like it starts you off with like better seen and not heard. That's yeah. horrible. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. Oh. Terrible. So luckily that has not stayed as a as a common name in American life, but there are some that have stayed in fashion, like Grace, Charity, Hope, Faith, things like that. But then there were some more stodgy ones like patience, prudence, piety, deliverance, um, remember. Deliverance. Deliverance. Can you imagine living with that name? (laughs) And even there's even free love, which I think must have meant something different back then. So that's so funny. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So 
I definitely kind of aspirational names or expectation names, mm -hmm. virtue names were kind of a thing. But the terrible thing about it is those are just like women's names. There weren't yes. expectation yeah. virtue names for the men. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that What's says a lot that? about the culture back then. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think women were very liberated back then. No. I mean, we know that they weren't. So it was interesting. I have, I have some lists of some of the most popular early colonial names and it helped me realize something about my own kids names because I thought I have four boys so I have a Jonas a Miles an Ezra and an Abel and mm -hmm. we didn't intentionally use so many biblical names but we kind of had a theme going but I thought that Miles was kind of the outlier but when I look at these lists they're pretty much all on these lists so Instead of a biblical theme, I guess we have a colonial theme in my family that I didn't yes. know about. So, so a lot of biblical names and a lot of virtue names, as we talked about. Also, it was interesting. They had some formulas. It actually kind of would have been nice to have formulas when naming names once you get down to like five, like I have, because it's really hard to choose. But they would typically name the first son after the father's father, the second son after the mother's father, and then the third son after the father himself. And then the fourth son after the father's eldest brother. And so they'd kind of go down. And then the same with the, the women, the first daughter after the mother's mother and kind of follow that pattern. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. So it wasn't always that formula, but enough that it appeared as a recurring pattern. And if the name was already used, they'd skip to the next one. Because of this, there were lots of like cousins all had the same name. So family mm -hmm. get togethers must have been pretty so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then to make it worse and harder for genealogists, if, you know, so many babies died that they didn't just mm -hmm. like let them keep their own name. They just, oh, well, that baby died. We'll just give his name to the next baby, you know? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so it was so commonplace for I babies know. to not survive. Yeah. That's yeah. That's so they rough. were using up all their names, which is really sad. So, so yes. So those are some of the trends. Even back then, they were giving surnames as first names, and that's still a common thing that we do today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I I have this um, I have this lovely little set of encyclopedias, um, motherhood encyclopedias from the fifties that I stole from my grandma. And uh, <laughs> how cool! Yes, I know it's beautiful. The entry on naming the baby mentions that idea, considering the surname. But it's funny because they say. No matter how fond you might be of the name, you shouldn't give the, your maiden name to your son if it happened to be Sawyer. And how many Sawyers do you know now? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, it's so funny how names just are taboo in one generation and then they become popular in the next. So I thought that, Absolutely. Was, that was pretty funny about surnames. That's so funny. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast the other day where the, the girl's name was um, Fanny. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you yeah, would never, you would never name a kid. Fanny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one should stay taboo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are there are quite a few like that 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 came up. 1880 is when we really start to have a reliable record of name trends. That's when the first census came out. So we are able to see what were the most popular names. And now we have that data all the way to the present time. There are some really fun, you can, you can look up the, the trends for each year on the Social Security website. And that's a really fun thing to look through. But even more fun, I think, is to go on to 
the baby name wizard website. It's called babynamewizard.com. And you can actually use a tool called the Name Voyager, and you can track the popularity of a name across all the decades from 1880 all the way to now. And it is so fun to put your name into that. Yeah, I'm going to do that later. (laughs) I happened to do it for you. Oh, so (laughs) I can't wait. Yes, Jen, you are in a special category. I'll of your own because Mm -hmm. (laughs) there there are like whole articles written about the popularity of the name Jen. It was the most popular name for a solid 14 years starting in 1970 with a peak of 16,000 babies named Jen or Jennifer, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the peak was 1984 Mm -hmm. and it spanned from like 1960 to 2000 but the funny wait thing, jen what year were you born 85 i was gonna say oh, okay man. Mm-hmm. you're you're right in right the, in there right in yep <laughs> that is awesome so did you grow up with tons of jennifers around oh, you? yeah that oh, is so funny one of the articles called it a jennifer epidemic <laughs> yes yeah i don't think yeah. of you as an epidemic oh, no <laughs> definitely not but it's funny because it talks about how some of those some of those names that spike, they call it a witch's hat because mm-hmm. it's a very short, short mm-hmm. peak and it a short and steep peak right at once. And then it just okay. kind of, there's a little brim on either side of it where, mm-hmm. where there's yeah, a yeah. Go. And so we all actually have witch's name hats, but the problem <laughs> with witch's name hats is that it becomes, first of all, you have a popular name that everybody everybody around you has, but then you become everybody's mom's name Mm -hmm. and then you become an old lady name Yes, (laughs) because only your generation has that name. So, Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So someday Jennifer's going to be like Ethel, you know, (laughs) great. (laughs) But Whitney's the same way. Actually, I was less popular, but a sharper peak. I was the witchiest of us all. Diane peaked in 1945. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you were the widest hat. You 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 span from the 30s to 1980. Wow. So, there you go. So you are actually an outlier. In you're yes. in the, on the brim. <laughs> well, I love I love, and I'll just make this quick because I know we want to go on. But I love the story of when my parents named me was they had a bunch of names they were throwing around and they couldn't agree on anything. And so they just decided on Diane because they were like, like neither of them hated it. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, well, it's a nice name. And they said the nurse in the hospital was like, Diane, I haven't heard that name and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And so, yeah. Well, how nice. You always know who is calling for you. Yes, right. It's true. I was the only Diane there were Dianas in my school, but I was mm-hmm. the only Diane that was yeah. in my school. So there you well. go. And you're there not you going to be an old lady name. So there's that. No, no, I won't be. So take <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> now, were you, were you named Whitney during the peak of the Whitney craze? Let's see. My peak was, the peak was 1990, actually. So, and I was named Whitney at 79. So, so I was ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know a ton of Whitney's my age but uh, I have heard it more. My name only ever got up to 1,400 in a year, so. 
you know. Mm. Yeah, well, like it was that. no Jennifer. Yeah, <laughs> no Jennifer. Let's be honest, it was no you Jennifer. You are the most popular. You should be proud. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We inadvertently named all of our children the most popular name in the year they were born because really? it was just like a name that we happen to love. And then we looked it up and we were like, oh, no, it's the most popular name right now. Yeah, but who cares if you like it? Then you like it. I know. But like, yeah. I cannot believe yeah. that like we thought we were being original and just loving on this name and no it's everybody is using this name great good well and it's well i think a lot of names are coming back now like mm-hmm. older names yeah. Yeah. yeah they cycle through they also influence the names that come right after so there's a lot of research done on naming trends and they look at even the beginning letters and just mm-hmm. the sounds that are kind of in rotation in names right before and they kind of predict what names will be recycled or used in the coming years just based on what names people are hearing. That's interesting. That is really cool. Yeah. There's so many, so many great, so much great research being done. I think it's just because names are such a fun thing to have opinions about. Everybody has opinions about names. Either you knew somebody with that name or you just like or dislike the sound of it. Um, but it's something, everybody has some stories about names. So I feel like this is a good time to mix things up with a little quiz for you two. I prepared one and this is called (laughs) Spot the Urban Legend because there are so many of those names that have been circulating around and everybody knows like it was my cousin's friend or they have some like distant Kevin Bacon type relationship with this person. (laughs) So they know that it was for sure a name. So I'm going to give some of the names and you guys can tell me if they were real names or false. And I will try my best based on the sources I found to Mm -hmm. be accurate about this. Excellent. We never claim to be experts. (laughs) Okay. So the first one is the little baby that was named Shatid which is spelled S-H-I-T-H-E-A-D. Is this a real, a true name or a, an urban I have, legend? I have heard this. I'm going to go with urban legend. Jen, what do you say? I mean, I really hope it's an urban legend. That's just, that's just terrible. I do too. And this is the one that fits in the middle category of iffy because there was a document documentation of a caller into a radio talk show who said that her sister named her baby this name. So it's still very secondary and I'm not so sure that person wasn't just putting someone on. So (laughs) I am going to guess, I'm going to hope false. What would possess you? Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just hoping and praying that that one's false. So I started you out with a trick question. So okay, okay, sorry excellent. about that. So okay, so the next one is spelled A B C D E. Do you know how that would be pronounced? Uh. <laughs> that is pronounced absidy. No, is it the real name or not? <laughs> That's like too ridiculous. It's got to be real. <laughs> What do you say, Jen? 
I mean, I feel like if Elon Musk is naming his children after like oh, airplanes God. and computer codes, then, <laughs> yeah. then like anything is possible. This one is much more logical than that. And at least it kind of sounds like something. Yeah, it sounds so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like a mix between abstinence and chastity to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, two abstinence. terrible but very real names. And you are right. It is a real name. So 373 <laughs> girls have been named this as of 2017. That's what? too many. Yes. <laughs> that's, yes. That's Isn't that a crazy many. high number? <laughs> oh yeah. my God. It's just absidy. Yeah. It's like absinthe. It's just <laughs> yeah. weird. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. So the next one is those two twins that we know and love, Lemangelo and Orangelo, spelled Lemangelo and yes. Orangelo. Yes. yes. Are these real? This is probably the most famous uh, urban legend. What do you say, Jen? I've I, I've never heard of this. I've never <laughs> heard of this. I don't know how I've never heard of this. But... I'm so glad that you know now. Oh my goodness. So. I can't imagine that's real. I'm okay. I'll go a different way and I'll say, I think it's real. Okay. Well, it's pretty clear. There's been a lot of people digging into this and nobody has found any evidence beyond secondary. Like, oh yeah, my son played on a baseball team with them or whatever. There was a man with the last name, Lemon Jello, spelled with a G instead of a J. And so that was his last name. And they think that this urban legend came kind of as a joke around his name like oh well is his brother orangelo orangelo or whatever right. so yeah they think that that's kind of where it originated but there's no evidence that there were actually twins named lemon jello and orange or whatever however you pronounce it <laughs> yeah <laughs> however you pronounce it there was not a mother so cruel to do that to their well children. thank oh goodness, goodness. No, yes <laughs> okay so the next one is spelled P-S-A-L-M-S-I-V. So the way you Psalms say that four? is pismsive, but also Psalms 4. So the legend goes that a mother was flipping through the Bible to find a name for her child and saw Psalms 4 and thought it was pismsive. Real <laughs> or not? <laughs> <laughs> This is so wacky. Not real. Not real. Not real. I mean, I can imagine a mother going through the Bible to name her child. I could imagine if you were not actually familiar with the Bible that you might make that mistake. But I don't imagine you would go, this is a great name to name my kid. <laughs> right. I imagine you go, what a strange name. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so I would with no. you guys, I... I did find it in one memoir on some ebook in Google, somebody telling the story of knowing this child named Pismsiv, but it was <laughs> even in the memoir, it was like a friend of a friend. So I am going to call foul on this one. Yeah. We have the name Meconium. Is this a legend or not? <laughs> I know. Meconium. Baby poop. I don't, I, I don't know, like. The, the, the rumor is that a mother heard the, here's this word, a mother or mothers heard this word shortly after the birth and said, well, that has a ring to it. <laughs> Not knowing what it meant. Wow. 
if you go into the delivery room with like zero plan for a name and then right. suddenly you're like oh, it's a name that ends with onium that sounds so <laughs> lovely and lofty you know what i i would believe it only because they used to drug women up so much for giving <laughs> that i could imagine a woman just totally like Taking not it out of the air like, this is beautiful <laughs> so i'm gonna say yes so Real. there are three census records no of meconium as a baby name and a woman named nancy mann of nancy's baby names which is a really fun website she kind of looks into the absurd name so she dug those up so i'm gonna oh. say yeah but those are real oh my goodness we're unfortunate wow. and hopefully there was a cute nickname like mickey or something so okay how oh. about good old i'm a hog <laughs> I'm a last name hog. Oh wow. I mean Ima is a name. And the the full legend is that there's Ima Hog and her sister you're a hog. Oh my oh, goodness. then no, no way. <laughs> so nuts. so the I kind of misled you because the you're a hog was the joke part that people, you know, liked to think they were original coming up with that one. I'm a hog though, however, is a real person. It's a real person. Yeah. And oh later, later in life, like her given name was Ima. Later at the end of her life, she appeared to have gone by Imogene <laughs> just to kind of get the publicity off her. But she was a tech yeah. socialite and philanthropist. Oh, wow. So she managed to go quite far with that yeah. wacky name. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my grandpa telling me that story long, long ago. Like, I'm a hog oh and you're God. a hog. It, he had a whole story to go with it. That, that oh, my word. Where those names were the punchline, but anyway, that, oh, that's gone. But I remembered the the name. So. The name. Yes. So funny. That's great. Okay, my last one is Shanda Lear with first name Shanda, last name Lear. Oh, I hope that's real. That's got to be real. Yeah. That feels like it's got to be real. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with real. <laughs> yes, it's real. So we don't deserve to have nice things, guys. So it has no. to be. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So that was the end of my little game, Spot the Urban oh Legend. That was great. <laughs> so this naturally leads us into what I think is one of the most entertaining parlor games. In fact, I have, I have kind of two things on my list of things to mention when a party gets boring. And one is baby names because everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And the other one is for some reason, like nighttime antics, like sleepwalking or sleep talking. Everybody mm -hmm. also has a story about that. Mm -hmm. So when the conversation is lulling at a party, bring up one of these two topics and you're gold. I would love to hear some of the stories of some of the interesting names that you've encountered. And we'll try to keep it within a, a degree or two so that we don't get into urban legend territory. <laughs> Why don't you go first, Jen? So when I was in high school, I was babysitting for this family. And oftentimes when you babysat back in the 90s, you would show up at the house and you'd interact with the mom and the kids, but you'd like never see the dad. Like I ne I didn't know who the father was. I didn't feel like he, he never, he was always working. So I just never saw him. And finally, just one day per chance, I, our paths crossed and I was introduced to him for the first time. And I'd been, I'd been babysitting for them for like a year or so. And the running joke in my house was, th so their last name was Les. And my father was like, 
it would be a riot if his name was Richard. And like, and so my mom and my dad and my brothers thought that was like the pinnacle of humor and just laughed and laughed and laughed about it. And I was like, guys, his name's obviously not Richard. Oh my God. So he like comes into the room and his wife is like, Jen, I really like to introduce you to my husband, Dick. No, no word of a lie. No. No. They didn't no. even go with Richard. Like oh. his name was legally Richard, but he went by Dick. <laughs> he chose that. He chose that life. Like, that's yeah, what yeah. he went by. He was just like, I'm just going to lean into this real hard. I'm not going to let people make fun of me. I'm going <laughs> to own my name. <laughs> oh, that's rich. Well, rich. That's so that's funny. Really funny. He could have used rich. Now that we yeah, say that word. He could have used, there's oh so God. many options. So many. <laughs> Chard oh, would have been man. better. <laughs> right? Like Rick, Ricky, Any, anything. So anything. many things. Yeah. That is funny. I did go to college with a, a guy named Ken Dahl in that same vein. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe his parents just didn't think it was going to take off that toy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so in oh, that, man. in that vein also with pairings, with names, Sometimes it's just unfortunate who you marry. So it's not oh, yeah. really a baby naming issue. But in my husband's great grandmother, her name was Archulius somehow, which I've never heard that name any other place. Yeah, How does somebody Archulius end up marrying an Archibald? I have no idea. But her name became Archulius Archibald. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty amazing. one. And my, my mother has a cousin named Tommy Hawk. So I thought that oh, was wow. Tommy Hawk? Tommy Hawk, yeah. That's so funny. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, and then I knew a Verl Furl, so the rhyming ones are kind of funny, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I have one. I have one. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. So I just thought of it. My dad's best friend growing up was Ken Winnick, and his name was spelled K-E-N-W-N-E-K, so backward and forward. It was Ken Oh, it was palindrome. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. I love yeah. that. Like, oh, it's like God. in the book Holes, Stanley Yelnat. Yes. That book. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Now that would be special to be able to name your kid a kudos to him. Right? Yeah, that's Here great. <laughs> yeah. So so there's um twin names are kind of interesting. And that's another place where people like to rhyme or do other things. So I grew up with uh Christelle and Michelle. Mm. Those were to some twins. And then in my family history, we have they don't quite rhyme. I guess it's a slant rhyme, but there were twins named Hazeltine and Palestine. Huh. Pretty, pretty wacky names. <laughs> kind of a mouthful for both of them. Um, and that one of the best names I ever heard, and th- this isn't even like that funny. I just think it has just such a great ring to it. Was a, a girl in elementary school. I barely even knew her, but her name was Elizabeth Frisbee. But she went by Biz Frisbee. Is that not the most... Oh, I love that. You've ever heard. I love that so much. Biz Frisbee. And all I remember about Biz, except for her name, is that she was in love with the Fonz. And <laughs> that's all I remember. I love this person. We need to I find know. her. I should find her. I would I would love to do that. Anyway. That's great. Yeah. Oh so those are some of the some of the ones that come to mind that I share at, at parties. Okay. So going back to the history of names, there's been an interesting trajectory among the African-American population in America, dating back to the very beginning of our country as well. So we know that they, that they were stripped of their African names and their surnames, especially. They had to take on the surnames of their slave owners, which is just appalling. 
talk about a dehumanizing, demoralizing custom, just mm -hmm. awful. And especially even to, to take away their given names. It appears that generally they were able to choose the names of their children as long as they weren't specifically African, at least officially, you know. For years and years, people kind of attributed uh, creative Black names and unique spellings and things like that to the civil rights movement. And that before that, there wasn't much difference between the names of African Americans and the European settlers of America. However, the new research that they've been doing, looking up back over ship manifests and things like that, they were able to find that about 3% of African American names were original names that no one else had. And that's actually the same statistic as in the current population. So hmm. that both in the early 1900s, um, which is about as early as we can get as far as good record keeping, and the end of the 20th century, there are about 3% of African-American names that are distinctive. But there was a spike in the 60s during the civil rights movement of oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. names. So yeah, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting research. And it's really cool. There's a lot of research being done about this. One, the first time I saw research about culture-specific names like this was in the book Freakonomics. I don't know if either mm -hmm. of you have read that, but there's a really fun section on names. But it's so interesting how when they track the socioeconomic demographics of naming, both with white names and traditionally black names, it's a really fascinating read. So I, I highly recommend it. Well, I have that. to read that. I, yeah, yeah, I've never read it. Yeah, it's it's a really fun. I mean, the book, the whole book is good, but the, that chapter is really, really fascinating. And just like with traditional European names, the names that were popular in the 1950s in the Black community are not the same ones that are popular now. So in the 50s, names with French origins like Monique, Chantel, uh, Andre, Antoine, that's when they started coming into popularity. And that was a big influence from the Creole culture in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, a lot of the unique names have like a hybrid of African and French names, which is really cool. Um, oh, things really like cool. Deshaun and Jamarcus and Shaniqua, things like that kind of merge two cultures, which I always love when that happens. I think that's, that's so cool when you mm -hmm. make, make unique things out of two cultures. Yeah, then it kind of just tapered back and there weren't as many specifically unique names, although the name unique itself mm -hmm. um, has become quite popular. So I think wow. that's Yeah, that's a, it's, I, I've heard it many times in the last few years and it's, it's great. With all sorts of different spellings. There are so many great sources out there to read up on these baby names. You could just get lost endlessly on the internet searching these. Mm -hmm. Baby Name Wizard is probably the most fun to play around with because the graphics are gorgeous and it's really fun to see name trends. And they also have a baby matchmaker. So you can enter in your kid's name and they'll they'll say what names kind of go with it. If you oh want. my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, like we didn't even fun. go into like baby name themes within families, but that's a whole other Oh, thing. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a really fun one to play around with. But I discovered a great podcast. I'm always on the lookout for great podcasts. It's babynames.com's podcast. And mm -hmm. there's these two sisters, Jennifer Moss and Mallory Moss. And 
What I love about their podcast is that they talk about baby names, but they don't hold back any of their opinions, which is the fun part about talking about <laughs> baby names, right? Yes, absolutely. So, so they'll start off with like, okay, what's the worst name you heard this week? And they, they oh, hear a lot of bad, they hear a lot of names in general running this site, babynames.com. So it's quite entertaining. And when you just look down their list of podcast episodes, there's some really fun fun That's topics great. and they go into these categories. So it's very fun. There are a lot of resources for us about how to name our babies, but it's still like one of the hardest things we do. They're stuck mm -hmm. with these names and you can change it, but it's a big pain. We don't want to yeah. go into the... Yeah. And now we... Office. Oh, it's <laughs> true. And, and I mean, and then you talk about all of the the, the insane tradition of women having to completely rename themselves and get all their paperwork done over again when they get oh married. Oh my God, that's oh. true. Oh, you didn't have to do that, right? You kept your name. No, I you. kept my name. Yeah. 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 And that's I why mean, one of the other, the other urban legends, which may or might not be true, is the contingent of babies that go home without a name and mm -hmm. end up being female because they're just female. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's probably not a real one either, but, but, yeah. but yeah, so give your baby's name some thought, go over what rhymes with it, go try and figure out what people are going to, how people are going to make fun of it before you name mm -hmm. it, but, exactly but also right. don't, don't rely too much on people's opinions because somebody out there is going to hate the name you pick. Yep. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's why a lot of people won't tell anyone what they're going to name the baby until they have the baby, because yep. otherwise you're going to get oh, you're going to name them that? And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, who wants to deal with that? Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, I know too it. much. it's so much pressure. I'm amazed <sighs> that we've all done it. <laughs> so, Whitney, Whitney, you told us your four boys' names. What is your daughter's oh, yes. Name? Yes. My daughter's name is Claire, and she was named mm -hmm. after my grandmother, Claire. Um, so she does not fit. I, I looked, actually, I checked to see if she was a, if Claire was a colonial name and not really, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably with any French immigrants. It was probably, mm -hmm. it was probably a name, but, but yeah, she doesn't quite fit the theme, but she, that's my grandmother's name. And uh, I really got to name her that because I beat my sister because we both wanted that name and we were both pregnant, but I was too early. So <laughs> that's great. So yeah, oh my I have goodness. Claire and she has June. We were all, both actually deciding between those two names, Claire and June. Oh, that's so great. Either way, we would have both in the Claire. name. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Jen, mm -hmm. real quick, how did yeah. you decide uh, on, on your kids' names? Well, I'm not really, so my oldest is, is Emma Louise Tierney. And I think Emma was just because we, we both just really liked that name. And I personally like it because I love Jane Austen and I was like, I want to use some Jane Austen names for my kids. And then Louise we picked because that's my husband's grandmother's name and we just loved it. And, you know, and we didn't want that to necessarily be the first name because it's not a super popular name right now. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so we ended up going with Emma and we were like, well, we can call her Emma Lou, which is, and I call her Lou all the time. Like I, sometimes when I'm like yelling for her across a great that's distance, cute. I go Lou, you know? <laughs> so, um, but, but Louise, who's my you know, in-law, she, um, a lot of people also call her Wheezy, um, or Wheeze. And I, like, I also secretly really love that name and would love to call my daughter Wheezy. As yeah, like, that's great. So yeah, so that's a good <laughs> yeah. one. And then, um, and then my middle one is, uh, is Joey and my husband's name is Joe. We gave him a different middle name because my husband is a third and we didn't want to name him and have him be a fourth. <laughs> that's so a lot. 
So we, we gave him my grandfather's first name as his middle name. And then my littlest is just like, we just came up with a name that we loved. So we, we named him Liam Riker Tierney. <laughs> I didn't realize until after we had named him that we inadvertently named him after my favorite Star Trek character. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> William T. Riker, <laughs> and we have William Riker. Fabulous. <laughs> so, oops, <laughs> love it. That, that is yeah. great. Oops, That's the so kind great. of not. It's nice to have a story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Diane, your your daughter has two wonderful namesakes. Oh yes, uh, mine is. I don't want to say it's boring, but it's it's just family names. <laughs> yeah, no, so my, family names are my, great. My daughter's name is Irene Catherine, and Irene was my mother's name, and Catherine is uh, my mother-in-law's name, Jen's mom's name. My, so. my mom's name, yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And that was easy. We knew if we were going to have a girl that we wanted to name her Irene. Boy, we had lots of names and couldn't decide, so when I found out I was having a girl, I was like, this is great. This is easy. Perfect. Easy. We know. <laughs> we know what we're doing. That's so good. <laughs> As a Jennifer, because there are so many of us, the company that I work at, I've worked, I've worked here for seven and a half years. It's been, it's been a long time at this one same place. And when I first started, I was the only Jennifer at the company. There were only oh. like 40 people there and it was, you know, it was just me and it was great for two months. And then <laughs> they hired a new person in charge of customer support, which was the group I was in. And her name was Jen. And they were like, well, how are we going to tell the two of you apart? And she was like, well, I'm not, like, I go by Jen. That's my name. And I'm not, you report to me. So I'm not changing my oh. work. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, that's fine. I've always wanted to be JT. And so I like that day, I was like, I'm going to go by JT. This is my initials. And nice. we've had tens of Jens and Jennies and Jennifers come through the door since, since then. And I have consistently always been JT. And so everyone knows who I am. And every so often somebody sees my name written out full and they're like, it's so weird. I've never met you before. And I was like, it's me. It's JT. And they're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's so fun. That's awesome. It actually reminds me of something I read while I was researching that there's a whole category of people who were given just initials as their names. Oh, and and then when they have to fill out forms, Mm. sometimes they'll specify on the form, like on legal forms, they'll have only in parentheses. And so like JB will then somewhere in the translation of these documents, JB becomes Jonely only. I mean, Jonely Bonely. Jonely Bonely. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a whole like, there's a whole category of people who have those rhyming with only and and official documents. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So you're, so you're Jonely Tonely. Yeah. (laughs) Jonely Tonely. Perfect. I've only, I've only ever worked in one office ever in my life. And I worked there for like five years after college and part-time and I thought that it was an anomaly. And I was like appalled that if you got hired and there was someone who already had your name, they would make you change your name, especially because we were like a call center kind of place where we talked to a lot of insurance companies. And if someone was calling and they wanted to speak to Jen, they would have to know which Jen. I couldn't believe they made you change your name. It like <laughs> yeah. blew my mind. I thought it was That's just insane. a thing at that office, but apparently it's not. Luckily, yeah. JT is super cute. 
<laughs> yeah, it's great. And I, and at the time, at the time, seven and a half years ago, it was like Justin Timberlake. Oh. <laughs> like he was like every, I mean, he's still everywhere, but he was like really everywhere there. So, so people were like, oh, so cool. And I was like, yeah, super cool. <laughs> My husband was up for some surgical leadership position at the hospital. And it was a, it was a voted position, an elected position. And so on the ballot, he was listed instead of David Archibald, he was David Archuleta on the ballot. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, Can I do reference? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Oh. <laughs> This has been so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's so fun to talk to you, ladies. Before we do all of our our lovely housekeeping, let's do our favorite yet rare (laughs) included (laughs) segment. Your parents did what? (laughs) I got loads of these. So, So one of my favorite stories from my childhood that my mother actually did was, so my sister and I were playing hide and seek and our garage, which also happened to be our laundry room at the house we lived in then. So my sister hid in the dryer. She thought that was just a brilliant, a brilliant hiding spot, which it was a pretty good hiding spot. And my mom came out right at that moment while she was crawling into the dryer and she was like, oh, you cannot hide in the dryer. What would you do if somebody shut the door and you couldn't get out? And this, at this point, she was like, in the dryer with like one leg out, you know? And so she's like, let me show you. You can't, once you get in, you can't get out from the inside. She just wanted to teach a lesson, you know? And so she, my sister crawls the rest of the way in. She's probably like three, I'm guessing. She's she's a teeny little kid. And she crawls the rest of the way in and my mom shuts the door and forgot that that particular dryer started automatically when you shut the door and so my sister is in there tumbling and my mom's panicking like forgetting that all she has to do is just open the door and so she took like a couple tumbles by the time my mom got her wits about her that she had just thrown her daughter her little (laughs) little three-year-old into the dryer and tumble dried little Cassie so (laughs) yes my mother did that (laughs) fantastic and horrifying all at the same time (laughs) you know what it it really fits like my whole family's motto which is the we live by the law of anecdotal return and so you always make the choice of what choice will give you the best story and that story has provided a lot of entertainment for many many years so I'm really glad that she shut that dryer door. My sister's none the worse for the wear. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's so perfect. I love it. That's great. Well, thank you, Whitney, for coming to be on the show. Thank Thank you you. so much. Yes. Oh, it's Um, been so fun. So before we go, why don't you take a moment just to, to plug your show one last time? I do a podcast twice a month at How She Moms, and you can find me anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can also find me at HowSheMoms.com and HowSheMoms on Instagram. And I have a Facebook group that we have a lot of fun and talk about upcoming episodes. I'm always looking for great ideas for moms. And I 
I'm positive that every mom listening has lots of great ideas to share. So I just love to celebrate mothers and the innovation that's going on behind closed doors everywhere. Everywhere that mothers are, there are brilliant things happening. And I love to showcase that on my show. All right. So let's go through all of our, all of our lovely housekeeping. So first, thank you again, Whitney, for coming on and telling us all about the history of baby names in America. Fascinating oh, and lovely. My pleasure. You can find Diane and I on all the all the places on the internet. We have a website. Some more than others. But <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a website, opdwpodcast.com. We have an email address, should you want to drop us a line. It's opdwpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at opdwpodcast. If you have any mom or dad moments that you want to share with us, or if you have any topics you would like us to research. We're always looking for more ideas and we're still celebrating our 500th episode. We're almost at 600 now, like just blowing past Yay. 500. And so we're, um, we're, we're celebrating at least for the next month, but maybe longer. We'll see if you write us a review and you send us a screenshot of the review before you submit it. Um, and then, you know, send it to opdwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll enter you into a raffle and I'm going to get some real great OPW swag to send off to anyone who gives us a review. And, and don't Yay. worry, Whitney, I've already got you in there. Cause I know, I know which review is yours. Yay. <laughs> nice. Oh, and our music is by Theo Rosenberg, who is coming out with like single after single lately. I think he might have another one out. So thank you, Theo. And you are awesome. Theo is a student of yours and, and Chuck, my brother. And Chuck just came out with an album. Oh my God. Right? I didn't even plug my own husband's album. I feel like wow. we should, I feel like we should mention that. And the yeah. only reason why I feel like I should mention that is because he wrote the music for my first podcast. And so I, I feel very much like I, I continue yes. to owe him musically. <laughs> so yes. yeah, I started listening to it the other day. I haven't made it through the whole thing because Lord knows I don't get an hour of <laughs> straight uninterrupted time, but I listened to the first 30 minutes or so and it was just beautiful. It's incredible. It's, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased because he is my mm -hmm. husband, but um, from a musical standpoint alone, it's like a little bit of a departure from what they've done before mm -hmm. as a band, but it still sounds like them, which is nice. You want to see growth from a band, mm -hmm. but it's just, there are so many things happening and it's really a, an amazing album. So it's, um, his band is, it's a little bit hard to find because you have to be specific with the way you write it because the band is Amigos Amigos, but it's Amigos comma Amigos exclamation point. So mm -hmm. if you don't find them right away, make sure you add the punctuation like on yeah. Amazon or Spotify or Apple Music, but they're on all of the streaming platforms. The new album is called Observer and it is a concept album mm -hmm. that takes you through life basically from being born to going through all the major milestones of life, falling in love, having a child, getting old, and then moving on to wherever you believe you move on to. And it's, um, mm -hmm. it's great. They're a prog rock band with horns. So it's like if Chicago was like a prog rock band sort of, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. They're all super talented and I wish more people would listen because I think they're all brilliant. So Amigos Amigos Observer is out now. Ooh, yeah. I, can't I know. It's very, it's very good. It, it's just like, it's got a nice sound 
to sort of listen to while you're, I was, I, I got some quiet time the other day in the shower and I was like, oh, I just put this on. And it was just like, just soothing. It was a yeah. Shower. The shower, the shower is music. mom's best friend. Oh my goodness. It's great. So yeah, I can recommend observer in the shower. I mean, not a literal observer in the shower, unless you're <laughs> a thing, but <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah. I mean, boyers are people too. <laughs> All right, Whitney, thank you so much. Until next time. Meconium belongs in the diaper, not on the birth certificate.